0: The Fantasy's Finest Fantasy Football Podcast. Here are your hosts, William Spencer, Jalen McQueen, and Mark Carter. Oh, man. Oh, man. What's going on, guys? A new episode of The Fantasy Finest Podcast is here, and I, you know how I, I got to start this drone off. How did you do during Bi-Mageddon or the Bipocalypse? Because, <laughs> man... I've never felt, I don't get stressed when I play fantasy football. Like this is, this is a relief for me, but I felt stressed. And it's just because, you know, I have a, a bunch of teams and, you know, I'm trying to make sure I get the right people out. And I was shuffling through my lineups. I went and picked up Le'Veon Bell. And then I, once uh, I saw the reports out that Devontae Freeman was going to get the start, I was like, all right, I'm going to pivot. I'm going to go grab Freeman, just throw him in there. Cause I got a couple of teams where, I just needed some running back help. Like I lost Kareem hunt in one of my leagues. Um, Antonio Gibson hasn't been giving me anything. He hasn't seen the end zone and God knows how long it, it was just like, I needed something to go right this week. And it definitely did because when I checked all of my leagues this week, 15 and six, your boy was cooking this week, man. I had a, I felt pretty good. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was a little nervous. See how the games come out. Yo, that stinking DK Metcalf touchdown cost me a game in my CBS league. I was in the lead until that touchdown pass. I was like, how did he How did he score? Because I, I know Geno Smith's not chucking the ball around. You saw how that worked out against, and I know it was raining. But still, it was like Geno Smith's not good. So I'm not worried about DK Metcalf. You know, going off and having a big game or nothing crazy like that against the Saints. And then I, I blinked for one second and he's down in the field. What was it? 84 yard touchdown. Yo, I was so mad. I was like, I couldn't believe it. He cost me. I think he cost me like two games. One in my one of my sleeper league and one in my CBS league. I was like, oh, I can't believe it. That's probably that's why I was 15 and six on for week uh, seven. But I was cool. I managed to survive by Mageddon, by apocalypse, whatever you want to call it. Um, all those teams out. And then we now heading into week eight, we get our big guns back. So, you know, we got to cover up the Well, not cover up. <laughs> we got to cover the Thursday night breakdown between the Cardinals and the Packers to kick off week eight. And then I got to give you my uh, well, not my, but our week eight pick Um so far. Um, let me see so far Jalen has the lead and you know, if you listen to him, he'll be the one capping, talking about some. Oh, it's a, uh, you know, I'm crushing it. I'm crushing it. Jalen has a two point lead. Um, me and him went 10 and three in week seven. I'm going to get into that a little later in on the show. Go run down our week seven pick how we did. And then give you our week eight selections ahead of the game for Thursday night football. And I'll just say this. Me and, me and Jalen went ten and three. And <laughs> Mark went eight and five. So when I <laughs> when I go over these pick'ems, just pay attention to who picked what. I'll explain mine, but you'll just listen to who picked what and you you gonna you're gonna be sitting there scratching your head like, Why would you do that? <laughs> so We'll get and get into the show, um, and uh, get you guys prepared for this week, and you know we're gonna have our second episode, so I'm gonna get you guys ready for the starts and sits or starts for the week, my starts for week eight and later on. So for that show, but for now, you know what you got to do. Make sure you follow us on social media at fantasies finest. Follow the podcast. You can follow me at hype underscore finest. You can follow Jalen at ace underscore eca four, you can follow Mark at McNucks. All of us are on Twitter. You can also follow the Fantasy Football Fantasy's Finest podcast on IG and Facebook, too. Make sure you hit the subscribe button on your favorite podcast platform like Google, Apple, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and so many more. And if you're on Apple Podcasts and you're listening to us, please give us a review. Give us some stars and rate the show. If you got some criticisms, let us know. Because we're always trying to grow and make the show better, add a little tweaks to it here and there. But if you're listening and you're listening on Apple Podcasts, make sure to leave a review over there. But let's get into the news. We're going to get into some things that's been going on for around the NFL and get you guys prepared for the week. News and notes from around the NFL. Okay, first up, the Jets lose Zach Wilson for two to four weeks with a strained PCL, and then they trade for Joe Flacco. Though, he's not going to start this week. It's going to be Mike White, the guy who came in in relief for Zach Wilson um, against the Patriots uh, for week seven. So, yeah, that's a lot. But Zach Wilson will be unavailable for the next coming weeks, Everybody gets a downgrade if you have uh New York Jet players, skill players in your lineup. So that's gonna suck. Cause none of them are good. They were okay. Maybe that's a little harsh. They weren't the best options. But now without Zach Wilson and then you're gonna have Joe Flacco eventually making his way in, um, it's not looking pretty. Rob Gronkowski. Still dealing with the ribs, but he was able to practice this week. He got into limited practice Wednesday and Thursday. He's expected to play week eight versus the New Orleans Saints. It's been a long time, Gronk. Welcome back. And it couldn't be too soon because Antonio Brown was seen in crutches at practice this week. He's listed as doubtful for week eight. Bruce Arians told reporters that the injury is uh, ankle, but it's somewhere in the heel area of his foot. He's expecting that injury to be a little, it could be a little longer. He said he's just going to see how it heals. The team's bye week is week nine. So hopefully a little more rest will get uh, Antonio Brown back on his feet and back in the game because he was killing it. And it it stings a little bit more because I thought I made out in this trade. I made a a trade for uh, Antonio Brown and Kareem Hunt, and I flipped uh, Najee Harris for him. I won that week, but I ended up losing both of my players. So it's like, you know, yeah, double-edged sword kind of thing. But that's how it goes with fantasy. Some trades work out and some trades don't. But this one is definitely kicking my butt right now. Moving along, Miles Sanders left week seven with an ankle injury against the Raiders. Uh, He's not practicing this week. Um, And his timetable for... Um, At least from what I've seen so far, he doesn't have a timetable per Nick Sirianni. But it could be a couple of weeks. But he's not looking to play uh, this week against the Detroit Lions. And Josh Jacobs, in the same game, avoided a serious injury. Um, He had a chest injury that knocked him out of the game. Uh, This comes by way of NFL Network's Tom Pagliacero. Um, He was killing it in the beginning of the game. He had 67 yards from scrimmage and a touchdown before going down. Um, And they're on a bye this week. So hopefully a little extra rest will do him good. But if he is unable to play in week uh, nine, you have Peyton Barber and Kenyon Drake, who will fill the void for him. And Michael Thomas is still dealing with. Well, he's not dealing with the ankle injury, but he hasn't been activated from the pup list. Uh, He was able to return to the team last week. But according to Ian Rappaport, he's still a couple of weeks away. And he said that about 10 days ago. So whatever's going on with Michael Thomas, he's been cleared to practice, but he hasn't practiced yet. I think that's what the word is. I'll get more clarity on that if there are any more newer reports. But Michael Thomas is probably going to need a week or two to get ready anyway. If you have him stashed, just hold on, hope, hold on for hope. And hopefully he comes back, you know, sooner rather than later. But that's going to be it for the news. Now let's get into this breakdown. Week 8, Thursday Night Football, Arizona versus Green Bay. And now for our feature presentation. All right, to kick off Week 8, we have two teams who are coming into Week 8 on Thursday Night Football, and they're kind of hot right now. Aaron Rodgers has the Packers at 6-1. Kyler Murray has having he's basically having a MVP year. Um, he's in more in the conversation for uh, MVP for the 2021 season. He's been killing it. Like for the most part, he's got the, the uh, Cardinals at seven and oh, um, un- the only undefeated team in the NFL right now. And he's been doing it with, I want to say not minimal effort, but he's getting the job done. But mm-hmm. For this purpose, you know how we're going to do the breakdowns. We got to break this thing down um, for who who we would start, why, the matchups, you know, by positioning, et cetera, et cetera. You know how we do this. So if you're new to the episode, you're new to the Fantasy's Finest podcast, buckle up. So here we go. First up, let's talk about Aaron Rodgers. He's coming into the game. He doesn't have Devontae Adams or Alan Adam Lazard. Both wide receivers for the Packers are out this week. With co- on the COVID nineteen reserve list um, at the end of week seven, Devontae Adams and landed on a report. He was reported to have landed on the COVID nineteen reserve list on Monday, and then later on, Alan Lazard was announced as being placed on the reserve list too. So, <laughs> because it's a short week, there was there wasn't much chance for um, Devontae Adams to be able to make this game he had to get two negative tests and fly out to arizona um, to play in the game because um, he wasn't allowed to fly um, to the game beforehand he had to get those negative tests first but aaron Rodgers is going to be down two of his top receivers it's going to be a little tough for Rodgers to come into the game and do his thing but he is aaron Rodgers. So he's going up against the Arizona Cardinals defense and they've been playing very well against quarterbacks. Ninth fewest passing yards on the season and they're just allowing 215 yards per game passing crazy. The Cardinals have been just lighting up quarterbacks. Now you could say they haven't really played anybody, but outside of Matthew Stafford, No other quarterback that has played against him so far this season has had more than 250 passing yards. Sheesh, that's that's still kind of good. These are NFL quarterbacks, so they don't get much slack from me, but that's still impressive. I'm I'm impressed by that. So Aaron Rodgers does have his work a little bit cut out for him uh, in this game. Now, let's go talk about Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray is going to likely have all of his work weapons uh, for this game the only one that's concerned right now or people are concerned about right now is DeAndre Hopkins who was dealing with a hamstring injury throughout the week and he was considered a game time decision leading up to this game so barring any last minute setbacks Kyler Murray should have everybody on deck for this game and Murray has actually been has been playing pretty well up until this point passing wise um, like I said, his numbers are up there. He's being considered for the MVP um, so far this season. He's up there with uh, Matthew Stafford, Dak Prescott, um, Josh Allen, and Justin Herbert, just to name a few. Maybe Herbert's case might have took a hit after that Baltimore game. But, you know, he's having a great year. But the Packers defense is no slouch against pass against uh, the pass either. Currently, the Packers defense has allowed the sixth fewest passing yards. Um, heading into Thursday night football. So while that may be some concern, you still have the mobility of Kyler Murray to help him out, even though he may not have a great passing night. So basically, you're kind of starting both. You're not going to go in and bench Aaron Rodgers, even if he's down two guys. He's going to get something done to get this to try and get this W for this week. Um, You're not benching Kyler Murray either. He's been too hot and too good. All the way up to this point, even against tougher defenses, you're not gonna bench him. And plus, like I said, his mobility makes him a start every week. Unless he's on his bye week, you're you're not gonna put Kyler Murray on the bench. Um and a little fun fun fact. we we'll chop right over that. But a little fun fact. Aaron Rodgers is actually 6-0 when playing without Devontae Adams. Six and oh, without your best wide receiver. That's crazy. <laughs> so Aaron Rodgers is going to try and get it done somehow, some way. And he's going to have to do that either by going through um, Aaron Jones. We'll talk about that a little bit more or just hitting some of his other guys who are still available to play in this game. Let's go to the wide receivers. Um, Like I mentioned earlier, Devontae Adams and Alan Lazard are out. So that's going to bring up Randall Cobb. He's probably going to be the number one wide receiver for this game because Marquez Valdez Scantling is also out. He was dealing with a hamstring injury, and he was on the injury reserve list. He was not activated, so he will not be playing tonight. So that's three wide receivers then. So you're looking at Randall Cobb, Amari Rogers. Um, it I can for the life of me I can't say that man's name. Uh, I- 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 <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even going to try to say that boy name, but y'all know who I'm talking about. Mr. St. Brown. Those are probably going to be his passing options at wide receiver. Rogers is averaging about 31, maybe 32 passing attempts per game. So there, there's the volume is going to be there. Randall Cobb is going to be his probably his most trusted target um, out of the Packers wide receiver core so far, somebody that he can rely on. So, I mean, the opportunity is there, but, you know, if you're looking at Randall Cobb right now, you're you're in dire streets. (laughs) Just to say that. Let's go to Arizona. Murray, like I said, he's going to have all of his wide receivers outside of a late uh, subtraction of DeAndre Hopkins for the game. Murray is actually averaging just a little bit ahead in terms of passing attempts per game above Rodgers, He's listed as, uh, 31.9. Let's say about 32, a little higher on a, on a uh, passing attempt spectrum. He's averaging about 32 passing attempts per game. Uh, the official numbers were 31.6 for Rodgers and 31.9 for Kyler Murray. Both are averaging passing attempts in the twenties. So Kyler Murray is ranked 21st in passing attempts. Rodgers is ranked 22nd. And like I said, if Hopkins doesn't play, you're looking at A.J. Green, Christian Kirk, and Zach Ertz out of the backfield. I mean, not out of the backfield, in the pass-catching game. Um, For the Packers, you're you're looking at Robert Tunyon. We'll break him down um, next. But you're looking at those two guys and maybe some Rondell Moore sprinkled in. But right now, if you had to pick between who to start from the Arizona Cardinals, you're looking at A.J. Green. And Christian Kirk um, bona fide. Like I said, unless DeAndre Hopkins doesn't play this week. Now I say that because and I keep saying that because this is he's considered a game time decision. So make sure that you make sure to check the stat, check the his status before the game. I can I can't tell you how many times I've been burned by not paying attention. You know, earlier on in my fantasy f- football career whatever you want to call it, by thinking that, oh, well, you know, they say he's going to play. It's cool. Then all of a sudden he's not there. (laughs) And now I'm sitting there with a donut in my lineup. So you just want to make sure leading up to the game that he's the player that's considered a game time decision is actually going to play. Now, back to A.J. Green and Christian Kirk. Both of them have a similar target share on the season. Both of them are at 16 percent target share. You know, behind DeAndre Hopkins uh, for the Arizona Cardinals. So they're seeing they're seeing just enough work so they don't cancel each other out. But DeAndre Hopkins Hopkins is the big dog. So he's going to get more of a target share than Green and Kirk. Um, if I had to pick who I'm starting, like I said, Randall Cobb is going to be a desperation heave. You, he, I mean, he hasn't really done much the last couple of weeks. To even be rostered, but because everybody else in front of him is gone, you're looking at hopefully, especially in PPR formats, Randall Cobb to get a bunch of work tonight. And oh, you know, knock on wood, he doesn't get hurt because <laughs> you know injuries, injuries just pop up out of nowhere, man. It's just like you you think you got a short thing, and then all of a sudden, boom, you guys hurt in the middle of a game, and it messes up your lineup. But if you're looking to start Randall Cobb today or tonight, you, you got some work to do for your fantasy team. Um, on the other side, in Arizona, um, I'm comfortable actually starting AJ Green. He's actually been having a pretty solid season so far. And even if they use were to use DeAndre Hopkins as a decoy, um, I'm comfortable with what the the kind of work that AJ Green has been getting so far. I actually have him in um, my flex spot for a couple of my leagues. So um, I'm cool with using AJ green. He's a big body target. He can probably get some work in the red zone tonight. So I'm not worried about AJ green. Christian Kirk feels like a little more hit or miss sometimes. Um, he's your deep threat for Arizona. You know, I, if I, if I had to start him, I wouldn't be comfortable with it, but you know, it's, he's kind of similar to, to Randall Cobb in the sense that if I have to start him, I'm, I feel like it's a little desperation compared to other wide receivers that I could be starting that get, that are getting more uh, targets than Kirk, Kirk. Let's go to the tight ends. We talked about Robert Tanyan um, a little bit, but this is a prime game for Robert Tanyan. He hasn't done much this season. He had maybe one or two games where it was like really good. Like, you thought he was coming on, and then all of a sudden Aaron Rodgers forgot that he was on the field. Tyne's coming into the game with just 25 targets on the season. That puts him at 21st overall among tight ends. Not great. He had, He's seen five targets in the red zone this season alone. And, you know, it's like, oh, man. Like, this is the thing that bugs me. And I get caught. I think all of us have gotten caught with coach speak one time or another. They talked about Robert Tanya being, oh, you know, we're going to use Tyian and We're going to get him the ball. And we're going to get him involved in the offense. And he's done like deadly for most of the season. You can't start him. He's been on waivers in a lot of my leagues for a few weeks now. I'm like, where'd all that talk go? <laughs> like, where, where'd all that, you know, we're going to get Tanya involved in the offense. Where did all that go? And then even, I, I don't want to vent. I don't want to go on a rant, but. Robert Tanya has an opportunity to have a great game this week because much like Randall Cobb, everybody in front of him is gone. And I expect, I I expect Robert Tanya to be used in the red zone this week, um, especially considering he's one of the bigger targets between him and Randall Cobb and one of the sure hand um, pass catchers on the team, you know, not named Devonte Adams or Aaron Jones. So in terms of that, Robert Tyian has an opportunity to have a good game. Will he? I don't know. And much like Randall Cobb, playing Robert Tyian is a bit of a desperation move. I mean, you may be missing um, Darren Waller and Mark Andrews because they're on buys, but you probably could get a better option, maybe like Ricky seals Jones. If you have to play Robert Tyian, you know, just hold your breath. <laughs> That's all I can say, because you don't know what you're going to get, even in an opportunity and even in a prime opportunity like this. Um, as far as the Cardinals, wide, re, uh, not wide receiver. Come on, man. Tight end. <laughs> as far as the tight ends concerned, Zach Ertz just got there. Now he did see five targets for 66 yards and a touchdown. And he also had a 47 yard, uh, score amongst those stats for his first game with the Arizona Cardinals. That's not bad. But before we get all giddy, because he had a great game, let's pump the brakes a little bit. Only because that's his first game in the Cardinals offense. We don't know what his his uh, role is going to be week to week. They have a lot of pass catching options. You know, we've talked about a bunch of them. You know, even Rondell Moore has had games where he's caught on um, and been a target for waivers, for fantasy managers. They're just a lot of miles to feed. But on the flip side, Kyler Murray is spreading the ball around pretty well. So maybe that's something that factors into Zach Ertz getting a lot of, a lot more involved in the offense Come going on as the season goes on. I would just temper expectations for Zach Ertz and hope that he's able to continue where he left off in that first game. So if I had to start either one of them, um, Tanya's. Opportunity looks a lot better than Zach Ertz's right now. I would start Tanyan as my desperation play. I probably wouldn't start Zach Ertz unless I saw some consistency, you know, have more information between the first two games or maybe the first three games or something like that, um, and then go from there. As far as the defense is concerned for Zach Ertz, the Packers are kind of mid when it comes to defending the tight end. They're giving up about seven, seven 7.7 fantasy points per game to opposing tight ends. Meanwhile, the Arizona Cardinals are a bit tougher on tight ends, giving up the fewest fantasy points to the position so far this season. Barely two points. Well, maybe to, um, to correctly say it, they're giving about 2.2 fantasy points per game to opposing tight ends. So, Tanya could have his work cut out for him, but there should be a, a line of volume to be able to go his way. Like I said, because there's no other pass catching options for the Green Bay Packers with everybody out. So, that's it for the, the pass catchers. I mean, we could talk about the running backs too, but you know Aaron Jones is going to be relied on heavily. You're going to put him in your lineups. That's why I really didn't talk about him because. Are you really benching Aaron Jones? Like, seriously? No, you're not. On the other side, Chase Edmonds and James Conner have been doing pretty well. Um, You're going to start Chase Edmonds um, against the Green Bay Packers. The Packers are giving up about 17 fantasy points per game to the position. James Conner, he's been getting a lot more of the carries, while Chase Edmonds has been getting a lot of the targets out of the backfield. He's more ppr James Conner's more standard, but James Conner's also been scoring touchdowns left and right. Whenever they get into the red zone, he's getting the ball. And with the kind of offense that the Arizona Cardinals have, you'll be sure to see James Conner um, probably in the end zone tonight. So those guys are pretty. I, I won't say that they are locks. I, I probably would say I'm starting Chase Edmonds and James Conner tonight if I had them on my fantasy teams. I wouldn't worry about it too much because they're going to be involved. Um, Of course, there are better options than those two guys. But again, for this game, if you have chase Edmonds and you have James Connor, um, you should be pretty fine with those options. Um, And you know, Aaron, like I said, Aaron Jones is uh, somebody who's you're going to leave in your lineups, regardless of the matchup. Now, an interesting thing would be if James, uh, not James, AJ Dillon gets involved tonight. They should be looking to run the ball. A ton, um, especially since they're down so many pass catchers. The Cardinals come into week eight, giving up the third fewest fantasy points to running back so far. So that's just something to keep in mind um, as you head into the week. But like I said, you're not benching Aaron, you're not benching, you're not putting Aaron Jones on the bench for any reason whatsoever. So that's you know, neither here nor there. Now We got the breakdown out of the way. We got to go over these picks, man. These picks for week eight. Let me show you guys. Well, I can't show you because, you know, podcast and all that stuff. But let me show you. Let me tell you guys. (laughs) Tell you guys how week seven went. So right now on the season with week seven in the books, these are how these are our season records right now. So I'm 68 and 25 on the season. Mark is 51 and 32. He's third place. And Jalen is 70 and 23 across all of our games. Week seven, we finished. Me and Jalen finished 10 and three. Mark went eight and five. Now, here are the games that we picked and the players, not the players, the teams that we selected. The Thursday night game, Denver Broncos versus the Cleveland Browns. Me and Mark picked Denver. Um, Jalen picked Cleveland. He won that one. I actually thought Denver was going to put up more of a fight because everybody was out. No Baker Mayfield, no Nick Chubb, no Kareem Hunt. You know, it it seemed like the game should have been wrapped up, but Denver found a way to Denver. They've been playing some better teams than what they started to in the uh, earlier part of the season over their first three games. They're not playing the Giants every week. Now teams are checking them and Denver's folding. So, but let's keep going. uh, Carolina Panthers versus the New York Giants. Me and Jalen picked the Giants. Mark picked Carolina. I don't know. Maybe he's hard in his belief that Sam Darnold is still a top 20 quarterback. Jalen, too. (laughs) So I'm going to throw him right under that bus. But, yeah, Sam Darnold has not been the same since the Cowboys game. (laughs) you're welcome, NFL. We exposed him. But, yeah, I wasn't picking Carolina. New England and the Jets, we all picked New England. Kansas City Chiefs versus the Titans. Now, that was a shocker. Patrick Mahomes came out and probably had the worst game of his career so far. And he cost me this week. I could have caught up with uh, Jalen had they won this game. But Tennessee – They've turned it on the last couple of weeks. They knocked off Kansas City. They knocked off Buffalo. They ain't playing. They they they're right in the ship. And now they have a, they're over five hundred and they're looking dangerous. Um Jalen got that that he got that game uh picking Tennessee. Washington versus Green Bay. We all picked Green Bay. Atlanta Falcons versus the Miami Dolphins. We all picked Atlanta. But that game was a little more tight than it let on. Um if you caught if you caught that game. Tua was up there throwing interceptions and giving the ball right back to the Atlanta defense. Cincinnati versus Baltimore. That one, we all took a L. L. Now it's a division game. Totally understand that. But I didn't think Burrow was going to come out and fry them like that. It was nasty. I was like, yo, Burrow was looking, he was looking good, man. I, I can't even hate on that game. I thought the Ravens, you know, they were. I thought it was going to be a fight. Cause Burrow was coming on, but I didn't think it was going to be like that. Sheesh. Detroit lions versus the Rams. We all picked the Rams, Philadelphia versus the Raiders. Now when Darren Waller was out, when he was, when he was uh, listed as out, I thought they might've had a chance. I didn't change my pick because I definitely went with the Las Vegas Raiders, but I thought they had a chance. This was the perfect time to run the ball with miles Sanders Get this W. is gonna be hard fought, but they were gonna come out and get this W. I tried to give the Eagles a chance. And they still managed to piss it away. Now, granted, Miles Sanders got hurt, so not gonna harp on them for that, but they just they don't look right. Seriani is doing He's horrible. <laughs> he is horrible, but I'm glad they got him because they tried to get Keller Moore, and he was like, no, nah, I'm not coming over there. <laughs> not with Howie Roseman over there calling the shots. But Jalen picked Philadelphia. <laughs> I don't know why he did that. So when he's when he comes back to the show, I'll have to ask him. Houston versus Arizona. We all picked Arizona. Chicago versus Tampa Bay. Good Lord. I feel bad for Justin Fields, man. He got to sit there and go through Matt Nagy and his poor play call, and they setting that man up to get crushed. It's horrible. Matt Nagy should be fired by now. But we all picked Tampa Bay. The Colts versus San Fran. I was the only one that had the Colts to win that game. Uh, Jalen and Mark picked San Fran got the W there, and then we all got the W on Monday Night Football with the New Orleans Saints beating the Seahawks. Now for week eight Let's kick this one off I'm going to shoot right down Green Bay versus Arizona I'm going with Green Bay Mark and Jalen are going with Arizona Cincinnati for the Sunday games Cincinnati Bengals versus the New York Jets We all got Cincinnati Indianapolis Colts versus the Tennessee Titans I'm taking Indy Jalen and Mark are taking Tennessee Los, Ram- Los Angeles Rams Versus the Houston Texans I'm- We're all going with the Rams I mean, come on. Houston sucks. That's just, it's so, I feel so bad for them. (laughs) Oh man. Pittsburgh Steelers versus the Cleveland Browns. I'm going with Pittsburgh. Um, The fellows are going with Cleveland, Philadelphia versus Detroit. I'm going Detroit. They're going to get their first win this week against the Eagles. And it's going to be hilarious. Jalen and Mark are going with Philadelphia, San Francisco versus Chicago. We're all going San Fran, Carolina versus Atlanta. We're all going Atlanta, Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins versus the Buffalo Bills. We're all going Buffalo, New England Patriots versus the Chargers. We're all going to Chargers, Jacksonville versus Seattle. I'm taking Jags. Y'all better not disappoint me this week because Seattle sucks without Russell Wilson. You can see it. Geno Smith is not a good quarterback. He's not even a good backup quarterback. They need to get on the phone and call Cam. If you don't think Cam Newton can be better than Geno Smith, I don't think you know football. <laughs> I'm sorry. Respectfully. But you don't know football. They're going, the fellas are going Seattle. Washington versus Denver. We're all taking Denver. If they disappoint me this time, I will not pick Denver again. I I, I swear I won't. Tampa Bay Buccaneers versus the New Orleans Saints. We're all going Tampa Bay. Dallas versus Minnesota. Sunday night football. I'm going Dallas. Come on, man. You serious? Dak going to play. Worried about the calf? Nah, I'm not worried about the calf. Dak is going to play. He knows all these games mean something. He's going to go out there and ball. Mark is the only one that picked Minnesota because he's a hater. And then New York Giants and Kansas City Chiefs for Monday night. We're all going Kansas City. So we'll see how it goes, see how how these picks. I need a couple of these W's so I can overtake Jalen and get back on top of this list in first place. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, got to get it done. But that'll wrap it up for this episode. It's great. It's always great talking to you guys. And thank you for listening. So we're going to get this done and out the way. We're going to be back for our second episode this week. So stay tuned for that. Apologies for the late drop. Life gets in the way. Believe me. I'll just leave it at that. But thank you for listening. As always, make sure you subscribe to the Fantasy Finance podcast on your favorite podcast platform. Google, Apple, iHeart. Y'all already know what the list is. Hit that subscribe button. Share it with your friends. And as always, thank you for listening. And leave us those reviews on Apple. <laughs> thank you, guys. We will talk to you on our next episode. Y'all be safe. Peace to the fantasy's finest podcast be sure to join the community on facebook and follow us on twitter too at the fantasy's finest see you next episode